podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks, podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about this podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. Every single one of them are free. And in doing so, you would be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Who do we have tuning in today? The United States at the top of the list. Australia, always super strong, close second. United Kingdom, Nigeria, Germany. We got the Philippines, South Africa, Canada, Finland, Hungary, Indonesia, Israel, Norway, Zambia. You know the other one. It's always that last one. These parts unknown. I think it's Graboys Mills, but hey, it could just be me. Thank you so very much for helping me to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. We are in the middle of a series titled Living in His Presence. Living in His Presence. You know, this was always God's plan, and that was to be with us. Now, not just omnipresent, like, well, of course, God is everywhere. But specifically, God wanted to be with us, his, his manifest presence, as he did with Adam and Eve in the beginning. God really does love you like that. And I think we could see the benefits of that kind of relationship. I, I think that would be very amazing. So I'm trying to get, us, uh, to get us through this podcast series to see that this should not be something that's taking place just once or twice a week, you know, maybe if we possibly go to church or, uh, you know, some type of a religious meeting, but that we would live in his presence all week long. And I'm talking about daily. So today, because, you know, I mean, it does say in the beginning, he came down daily. He came down every day at the cool of the day and he walked with them. So I want to dive into some things that are, I think, pulling us away from the presence of God. Now I mentioned this, but back in Genesis 3, after Adam and Eve had sinned, in verse 8 it says, And they had heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. It says they hid themselves from the presence of God. They hid themselves from the presence of God. So obviously, we can see that, since, uh, we can, see that sin can pull us out of the presence of God. But I don't want you to think about it in the way that, well, you know, we all make mistakes, but rather how the devil will form a stronghold in our life, and then we, serving that stronghold, that is what takes us out of God's presence, okay? We're all going to fall short of the glory of God, right? But I'm talking about something a little bit different. I'm talking about when, it, when a stronghold takes hold in your life, and we begin to lean that way. We begin serving that stronghold. It begins to take us out of the presence of God. Ezekiel 14, there's a bunch here. It says, now some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts. So they weren't setting up wooden idols, but God's looking at them and he's saying, hey, but they, they're still They're setting up idols in their hearts and put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of it by them? 
So it goes on to say, therefore speak to them and say to them, thus says the Lord God, every one of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart and puts before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols, that I may seize the house of Israel by their heart because they are estranged from me by their idols. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, repent, turn away from your idols, turn your faces away from all your abominations. For anyone of the house of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who separates himself from me and sets up idols in his heart, and puts before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity, then comes to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. I will set my face against that man and make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet, if the prophet is induced to speak anything, I, the Lord, have induced that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people Israel and they shall bear their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be the same as the punishment of the one who inquired that the house of Israel may no longer stray from me, nor be profaned any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people and I may be their God, says the Lord God. This is Old Testament, but I like what he's talking about here. Idols, Right? They're thinking, I'm doing the right thing. I don't have, I'm not doing what our ancestors did before us, right? Because we saw that in, in many, many books of the Bible before this, setting up these idols, worshiping gold, worshiping wood, worshiping stones, you know, they were worshiping anything they could find except God. And he's, but here he's saying, okay, well, you guys, you caught on to that, but idols in the heart. And again, we can clearly see that God's concern is for the heart of man. They have idols in their heart. What is an idol? The word idol actually means an image. Many times it's translated image and not idol. Exodus 20 and verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or the earth beneath or that which is in the water under the earth, a carved image. So an idol is an, an image, an idolatry Idolatry is the worship of that image. But before we think about idols of wood and stone, these men had set up idols in their hearts. So imagine, um, I think this image, this, this image is the root word of imagination. So in other words, if you're thinking about something more than you're thinking about God, then it's possible that you have an idol in your heart. It's an image, okay? Imagination, it's an image that you've set up. So here's what's, what's going to take place if this happens. Number one, presumption. Ezekiel 14 and verse 3, son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of at all by them? If you have an idol, then you will cater to that idol. You will begin to make plans on how to sin. Romans 13, 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ to make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. You get what it's talking about here? Well, we can see that, uh, I mean, I, I think we can see that um, we at times, we make provisions for sin. We begin to make up a story to cover our tail because we have an idol in our heart. We want to go sin. We'll lie to ourselves. We'll lie to others. We'll, we'll try to lie to God. We will try to make a provision for that sin. So in the Bible, we can see Jeroboam, he builds an altar, a replica of the temple. When Rehoboam, 
um, uh, he gets some stupid advice from his men. That's uh, what splits the kingdoms, Israel and Judah. And what happened was Jeroboam began to lead the 10 northern tribes, and he built an altar in Dan, way up north, and Bethel was way down south. And he built a replica of Solomon's temple, outer court, inner court, holy place, uh, most holy place, or the holy of holies. But he also built idols of other gods because he said, well, I'm going to put one north and I'm going to put one south because it's, it's just too much trouble to go all the way to Jerusalem three times a year. So I'm going to build places in Dan and Bethel up north and, and down south. And I'm going to have a temple here. And if you come here and you need something else as well, hey, listen, I'm going to have these other idols too, golden calves. And, and these are the gods that I brought to you out of Egypt, the God of Mammon. So if you need if you need God, but you also need some money, well, you can come here. You'll find both. Well, Jesus said it clearly that we can't worship God in mammon. I see this with people all the time when it comes to giving to ministries. As an example, God will lay it upon somebody's heart to maybe give it a certain amount, and they say, man, if I, if I do that, I won't make it. And so they don't give because they're following something else, and they're not trusting what God said. Lots to be said about giving uh, when God says to give. So we can't be in the presence of the Lord if we have an idol in our heart. Number two, estrangement. Ezekiel 14, 5, that I may seize the house of Israel by their hearts because they are estranged from me by their idols. So this word estranged in the Hebrew is in reference to a woman who is married but living with another man in an adulterous relationship. That's what this means. So remembering that Jesus is our husband and we are the bride, So it says the house of Israel, God's people, because they have idols in their hearts. They are having an adulterous affair on God. Now, this is serious. They are married to me, but they're sleeping with an idol. Jeremiah 3, 6, and 9, the Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah the king, have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She's gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree, and there played the harlot. So it came to pass through her casualty, her casual harlotry that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. Well, how do you commit adultery with stones and trees? Well, stones and trees are what we would build an altar out of, right? The trees and what we burn for the sacrifices on that altar. And God was saying, because they did this, they've committed adultery. Jeremiah 3.14, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. So let me say this because, you know, it's kind of a tough podcast to do, but listen to me, and I know this to be true. Some of you are right on the edge of a cliff. You're on a precipice, and you're about to go right over. I am here to share this because God wants to rescue you from the fall that's coming. God is having me talk about sin because it's going to be for your own good. God is trying to redirect us from the edge of a cliff here. So some of this may sound a bit tough, but let's get right to the truth that sin is spiritual adultery. So sin is leaving God and and going out and committing adultery and then coming back and slipping back into bed with God when you need something from him, trying to act like nothing ever happened. This is what idols will do in our lives. This is what what it's gonna do. It'll cause you to be estranged from God. And let me be sure that you understand that sin will not affect God's love towards you. The Bible made this clear that God loved us even as sinners. Way before we ever decided to love God, he was already loving you. So don't think it affects God's love for you, but what it does is it will affect your love and affections towards God. 
that stings a little. But what takes place is our affections begin to go after something else in that idol. Third thing sin does is causes spiritual deafness. Now, you think about this. These were the elders in Israel, and they go up to the prophet to see what God would say. Why would they need to go to the prophet to see what God would say? It's because they were not hearing God. Why couldn't they hear him? Because they had an idol in their heart. Sin brings a separation in our intimacy with God. Isaiah 59 and verse 2, but your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden, your, hidden his face from you so that you, he, he will not hear. It also says he will not speak. So we could live in constant communion with Holy Spirit but because of idols in our hearts brought on by sin in our lives. Here's what we do. We eventually turn down Holy Spirit and we turn up the idol, right? It starts screaming at you. Holy Spirit will tell you, don't go that way. And we say, no, 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 I, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I, I, I don't want to hear that. I, I want to hear how it's going to be more fun and, and benefit me. So we begin to tune into the idols in our lives. When we begin to go away from God, you can't hear him anymore like you used to. The number one thing that keeps us from hearing God is sin in our lives. And the danger is eventually, guys, if, if you keep going, you'll begin to believe that the voice that you're hearing is God but it's the idol, or it's you, but it is not God, but you'll be convinced that it is. I watched my own father. This is a man that knew God. He was raised in the Baptist church growing up. He strayed from that at some point, but he came back to God in the mid-80s. He was spirit-filled, attended a spirit-filled Bible college, began pastoring, and he knew God. He knew Holy Spirit. He had seen miracles, preached and prayed and even prophesied at times. Now here he is. He's in the middle of an affair, cheating on my mother. And he was justifying it with, we pray together. We know that God is speaking to us and, and you know, I'm hearing God. No, that's not true. There was a spirit speaking to them, but it wasn't Holy Spirit. And it led you, it, it led you to destruction. That's what happened to him because he was so deceived, he was convinced it was God speaking so much so he was shocked that the elders of the church kicked him out for having an ongoing affair with her. He really thought they'd just be okay with it and let him go on pastoring. He couldn't believe that they wouldn't just accept it. That's very deceived. The look on his face, he was shocked the day that they kicked him out. That's very deceived. Four things sin causes as consequences. Oh, there are some. Ezekiel 14 and verse 10, and they shall bear their iniquity. The punishment of the prophets shall be the same as the punishment of the one who inquired. Okay, so the, the word punishment here is the exact same word that's translated iniquity, same word. So it says they shall bear their iniquity, or it could say they shall bear their punishment. So what's this talking about? If, if one is, is in sin and they go to the prophet to get counsel and the prophet doesn't call the sin out, then the prophet has the same idol. If the prophet does not make a stand against the sin, he's going to have the same punishment. And here's why, because God is a just God. And he's seeing that he has the same idol in his heart. It said the punishment would be the same. So the word iniquity means the consequences or punishment of sin. All sin has consequences, guys. All of it does. This is why God takes such a stand against it. He does this because he loves us and he knows what the end results are. A man's ways seem right to him, but the end is death. Listen, he will do anything he can to stop it. People who have idols in their heart will pretend. So the word for actors is actually hypocrites. Hippa, 
Cretes. Two words. Crete means to speak, but hippa means underneath. So when this word was invented, it was back when actors wore masks on their faces and they would speak underneath the masks and then pretend to be the person that the mask was portraying. Hypocrite, meaning one who speaks underneath, a pretending to be someone that he is not. An actor. That's what we all become when we have an idol in our hearts. When we begin to serve something other than God, this is what Jeroboam did. He said, listen, It's just too far to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to build an altar here, and I'm going to give you some other gods too. The steps to idolatry are when it's too inconvenient to worship God, then I'll give you something convenient, and let's go ahead and include some other things too. When it's just too inconvenient to get up and pray, I'll give you something else to fill that time, Facebook maybe. When it's too inconvenient to go to church, I'll give you something convenient, anything else. No, let's find anything and everything else. We shall have no other gods before me. Isn't that what it said? I think he means that. Now, I know for me, I've had idols in my heart at times, absolutely. Loving some things and going towards some other things. We all have done this at some point in our lives. And I never saw it this way as me committing adultery on God. I had things in my life that were making me way more excited than the things of God were. And so God brought this to my attention and I repented. And let me tell you, The joy that'll come back in your life as you come back to that first love. If there's something that you are being convicted about right now, don't feel bad about it. You're not a bad person. You're a child of God, redeemed and bought with the blood. But we are at war and we are on a fallen earth and the devil is using everything he can toss at us to distract us. And it's not uncommon in our lives. As we look at the Old Testament, it seems like it's just filled with law. Where's the grace? Ezekiel 14, 5, that I may seize the house of Israel by their hearts because they are estranged from me by their idols. The only reason God is speaking to us about these idols in our hearts is because he wants you to come back to him because he has a fatal attraction with you. He loves you so much. He said, you're a man to die for, a woman to die for, and he did. He wants to bring us out of this. Sin creates a distance, but it does not create a diminishing of his love for you. It never changes for you. It creates a distance because you cannot live in the presence if you have an idol in your heart. This is the plan for you, right? It is a good one, not of evil. And he has a future and a hope and a good plan, but the enemy, well, he wants to set up idols in our hearts to get us to walk away and begin to settle for this second-rate Christianity and begin to say, man, it's just too inconvenient. It's easier just to go this way, and it's such a lie because that road leads to death because you will not be in the presence of God. Because as I said, listen, it it always begins to give you new things to fill in where God used to be in the relationship. Do not have any idols in your heart. Check yourself before you wreck yourself today. Listen, you've got to check yourself today. Are there things in my life that make me way more excited than being in the presence of God, you've got to tear those idols down. So let me encourage you here at the end of this podcast that uh, if you're putting, if God is putting his finger on something inside of your heart right now, don't ignore that. He's trying to show you an idol. So be humble and recognize it. Repent, give it to him. He'll destroy it. 
allow the enemy to cause a distance in that relationship. Come on, tear down those idols. Get back to your loving father. That's how we're going to continue to live in his presence. And like I said in the beginning, I think you could probably uh, guess the benefits of that one. Thank you for joining me on the new old school podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, no more idols in my heart. I just want Jesus. And that's why we can attempt the ridiculous and we will achieve the miraculous. Miraculous.